The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stormwalled. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host and current NFL quarterback, Jake From Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at From Jake, puntandpass.com the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our merch up there, our picks, which I have been doing pretty well. Jake's going to have to take a couple of weeks off. That's okay. We totally understand. Our YouTube page, of course, Jake looks like he's in a nice hotel room (laughs) right now. So we'll get all the updates there. Go ahead and check out puntandpass.com. Jake, how are you, brother? First off, congratulations. Dude, what's up, man? Thank you. Uh, Excited to be back, man. Feels like... uh... yeah. It was like old times. Uh, life changes very fast. Holy cow! I can't believe this is all kind of happening. Yeah, uh, Washington one, Commanders. One, yeah, I know. One, one minute I finish class, stop by at the grocery store on the way home, get home, get a phone call. Hey, Jake, not yeah, from my agent. Hey, Jake, not uh, go try out, but hey, we the Commanders want to sign you. Oh, we awesome! You, we need you on a plane tonight i'm like oh my goodness wow that's awesome yeah i mean and then you immediately start scrambling trying to get all your things in order leaving the house and leaving the wife and all these different things so life happened changed pretty fast got on a plane and next morning i was at practice life does happen really really fast and oftentimes in good ways i got a ton of questions to get to you about that we'll hit that in first down but speaking of life happening fast Good things can happen fast if you jump on over to Prize Picks. That's right. You <laughs> got to get active on Prize Picks. If you download Prize Picks and use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. I believe starting next Tuesday, Jake, next Tuesday when Maction starts, we go like 27 straight days with football. So it's Dude, the best crazy. time, the best awesome. time to get on Prize Picks. Head on over Let's to prizepicks.com, download the app again. Promo code PUN. If you want good things to happen in a hurry, get on prize picks. You can win up to 10x your money in one day. Payouts are instant. Simply put, it's the best 
best daily fantasy game. You don't just have to play football. They've got baseball. The World Series is about to start. World Cup's about to happen. They, of course, will have that. Pro football, college football, basketball. They've got it all. Prize Picks is the best. Use the promo code PUNT. Yeah, so you got called by the Washington Commanders, and they said, get up here. We need a quarterback. We're going to sign you. Those are very, very good calls. I do have one question, though. One, it's about class. We need to know the logistics on that because you're an active student at Georgia. But two, the last podcast that we had, you were fired up because I believe that weekend was the opening of deer season. And you were like, I haven't done this forever. <laughs> so did you get a chance to do that? or did you, What happened there? Man, no. Oh, gosh. I got all my spots set up. I'm talking. I went, changed the batteries and all my camera, got them baited up with the ton of corn i'm talking i'm set up i'm ready to go whatever happens i'm ready and all i need is a deer show up on camera each every spot i had i'm ready to show up had a trip planned up the next yeah you did of course my wife my my wife was going west coast to to be gone for four days on a work trip so i'm here at the house i'm like if i'm here best i'm going hunting so i had all this stuff planned up in order uh had just got some Awesome tickets to the Tennessee game. Oh, oh yes, getting it all planned up and ready to roll. I mean, I was I had all my stuff in order as it arose. Great and man, life changes, life happens fast. And uh just honestly super blessed, super thankful to have the opportunity to to get back in. And uh man, once you just get a step in the door, you never know what could happen. That's right. So you did not get the chance to uh, <laughs> no. get that out there for opening day. No. Um, the Tennessee tickets, I believe those have probably been taken care of because that's going to be one hot ticket. We'll discuss oh, that yeah. next week, of course. Um, how was your first week? You guys obviously beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That was pretty awesome. I like being a Commanders fan now, de facto. Uh, this is a Commanders podcast now, so hail to the <laughs> Commanders, I guess. Let's go. Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty exciting, pretty fun. Uh, just getting back out, just feel like a football player again. Um, you, sometimes you never know how awesome some things are until uh, you, you can't do it anymore. Man, yeah. being a football player is is awesome. It's a huge blessing uh, for anyone to be out and play a child's game professionally as an adult. It's, it's awesome. Um, so being able to do it is great. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm a good luck charm. Beat the Packers or 1-0. Jake's on the team. There you go. Who do you guys have know. this weekend? Uh, we put the Colts, Colts at at Indy at Indy, and who are the other quarterbacks in the room? Taylor Heineke is a Georgia kid. He went to Collins Hill yep. High School, which is right here in Gwinnett County, where where I am. Oh yeah. Um, and who we've talked, is... we've, we've talked about that a good bit. Uh, okay. Sam Howell, uh, Sam Howell the, is yeah. also in the room as well. So awesome! So a great uh, group of guys. Ken Zampezi's the yep. quarterbacks coach. Jack Del Rio, the offensive coordinator. Ron Rivera, the head coach. Look, and Jake's one and zero. I mean, what more do you want? Soon to be two and zero. We'll just keep this train rolling. Let's do it. That's awesome, man. Well, we're all very, very happy for you, um, and we're all thankful that you're right back here on the pod. So, go Commanders! Uh, and you're number twelve, I believe. Number twelve, baby. Make ever worn good. that? Ever worn that number in your life, dude? I was actually when me and my little brothers were young and missed little league. We were. Um, Anyway, Tyler was number 10, Dylan was number 11, and I was number 12. It looked cute. Uh, Mom and dad loved it. Everything was great. And then, anyway, I got to high school, and the 12 jersey wouldn't fit. The 11 jersey fit. So then I was 11, and ever since then, I've been 11. But anyway, it started me and my brothers being 10, 11, 12 in the order we were born. So Gotcha. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. 
Funny Love story. That. We'll always get to check in with you. Appreciate <laughs> the update, my man. Um, and let wifey know, hey, daddy's got to go make the make the money. Right? We got we to bring some bread home. So that's right. We got to contribute a little bit. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's go to second down. Appreciate you filling us in there for first. Yeah, time. man. Second down has to do with a topic that's kind of been picking up steam around the Georgia fan base. I would love to get your thoughts. And it's around night games at home in Athens and the lack thereof. Georgia's not going to have a night game at home this season. I know a lot of people were griping about the home schedule heading into the year. I was one of them. Well, guess what's going to happen next weekend? Probably the highest ranked matchup in the history of Sanford Stadium. Uh, The first college football playoff rankings come out next Tuesday, Jake. I think if Georgia and Tennessee win this weekend, they will be one and two. Um, I would have to expect Tennessee will be in the two spot. Their resume is really strong. And from a ranked strength of schedule standpoint, it is better than Ohio State. You just hope Ohio State doesn't thrash Penn State by 50 this weekend because then it might make them a little bit tougher. But Hunter Story wrote in on our website. He wanted to talk about the night games and the lack thereof in Athens. So I have a statistic here that I want you to kind of digest, and then I'd love your thoughts. I found this on Twitter. As of November 5th, 2022, next week, Tennessee and Georgia are playing Uh at 3.30. Of course, that's the SEC game on CBS. They get first pick. This is the count of SEC home night games since 2005. You ready? Mm. LSU, 59 night games at home. Kentucky, 47. South Carolina, 43. Alabama, 44. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, 42. Arkansas, 40. Texas A&M, 39. Auburn, 37. Tennessee, 37. Ole Miss, 32. Florida and Missouri, 31. Georgia, 16. 16? Since 2005. Oh, my. This that tweet is... follows up and says night home games are a huge statistical advantage, not to mention a huge recruiting advantage. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who tweeted this out because uh, I want to give them the proper credit at Go Dog Sikkim. That's an unbelievable statistic. Since unbelievable. 2005, Georgia has had 16 night home games. What are your thoughts there? You obviously played in one of the biggest home night games in recent memory, that, of course, being the Notre Dame game in 2019. Yeah. Look, I, I think they're a great mix-up, great change-up. Uh, obviously, going back even further to high school games, it just kind of brings you back. Friday Night Lights, being under the lights, it's awesome. Obviously, the stadium's got the cool new LEDs. Yeah, it's it, so it, 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 Oh, it makes it awesome. So, um, gosh, I cannot – I just I – I can't believe that. 16, I, dude. That is crazy. Um, I, I love a good night game. I think it's awesome. The build-up all day – of just the game especially it's even better too if it's a a big time game of course as well um and yeah i i know i made my first start at home versus samford that was a night game yep um and i was more nervous for that game than i was playing notre dame because it was at home it was under the lights had all day to think about the game it was a game we should have obviously win and win big and so that that game just it meant a lot, a lot of build-ups that stuff so i love them i think they're awesome some of the cool and it's just gonna be a complete switch up throw in question here is georgia doing the daylight savings time this yeah year? Okay. <laughs> i believe that's uh i believe that's next weekend meaning yeah <laughs> november 5th at 2 a.m 
you fall back, right? Yeah. So it gets so, darker earlier. Or we, yeah. I, I don't know, but yes, we're doing daylight savings. Okay. So I remember um, we played Auburn one year. I believe it was my sophomore year. Maybe it was junior. But anyway, we played at 3.30 and it was late in the year. Anyway, it started. It was feeling good at 3.30. We went back in at halftime. We came back out. It Pitch was night. Well, that's yeah. what's going to happen this upcoming or next weekend for sure. Yeah. It will be yeah. dark in the second half of the game next. So week. to me, that is a really cool mixture of both, and you kind of you get both without being super late at night. So I think that's kind of a cool atmosphere. You come back out at halftime, and the lights are on. It's yeah, like, ooh, it's time. It's time to go. Yeah, and go finish this thing out. Uh, a follow up tweet here is from at UGA Spike Squad. I guess Georgia Tech, that game could technically be a night game. I would assume it probably won't just because Tech isn't really that good. Probably a noon game, Thanksgiving weekend. There's a lot more rivalry games with higher yeah. um, you know, regard to the national spotlight. But UGA Spike Squad tweets out, if Georgia Tech isn't a night game, Georgia will be the only defending national champion to not get a night game. Georgia will be one of two Power 5 teams to not get a night game in 2022, Virginia is the only other team without a scheduled night game. So just think about that. From a fan's perspective, I get it. Jake, you know, me being old now with kids, um, if the game's at night, I'm probably not going. Probably going to be watching at home. <laughs> uh, that's a long day, man. Even if yeah. you have to drive back to Atlanta, you're getting home 2, 3 a.m. You got to wake up. You got the kids. Sunday is a wash. 3.30 is the sweet spot, I think, even 4 o'clock. Um, but for the fans, for the recruits, for the university to be able to show off all day, you, it's exactly. Tough. But you got to have at least one a year. And first I off, we, we did. We didn't. Maybe you've mentioned it before in some of the podcasts where I was gone. But the scheduling for Georgia this year in home games is just brutal. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, we'll make up with it next weekend. Yeah, just takes care of business, and yeah. and not necessarily with the schedule with the the opponent, but the lack thereof. The, how many we have four? this year yep in florida you know this upcoming weekend in we're gonna florida, talk about this and then game we had the one in atlanta to start with you gave up one for the neutral site in atlanta you're right so as defending it. national champions that's tough yeah that's tough i mean the the fans the people they want to see play at home that's but, tough <clears throat> excuse me at the end of the day you're at the mercy of the tv networks that's uh, why they pay the big bucks and you know, they're know. gonna be able to pick and choose what they want to do when SEC moves away from CBS and goes to ESPN, clearly the optionality from a scheduling standpoint opens up big time. So uh, those things will change in the near future. But if Tech isn't a night game, to be a defending national champion and not have a home night game, that certainly is interesting. Uh, mm. Good stats there, too. Appreciate those tweets, and thanks, Hunter Story, for writing into puntandpass.com. That's a good topic. All right, third down. Got to get your thoughts on the trouble going down at Texas A&M. I mean, what is going on there, dude? They're 3-4. and four. They're 1-3 and three in the conference. Injuries are mounting up. The losses are mounting up. Now these suspensions that are coming out. Jake, I know you're busy uh, in the NFL right now. Have you heard about these suspensions with these? No, I would love for you to fill me in on this. Three true freshmen have been suspended indefinitely and reportedly, allegedly, it's because they were smoking weed in the locker room before the game last weekend. What? Two of them, this is their second violation because they broke curfew after the Miami victory in September. These are three freshmen who play, highly rated recruits who are actually making an impact on the field indefinite suspensions the wheels are falling off the bus in college station i think texas a&m 
you know, on the opposite side of what Tennessee has done, because some people did have Tennessee making a big splash in year two of Josh Heupel. Um, I think Texas A&M by far and away is the biggest surprise so far in the SEC. This is a train wreck. That's bad. Um, I mean, what are we doing? Obviously, new things, legal, not legal. Hey, I'm not going to get into all that. (laughs) But, I mean, just – before a game, coach, what are we doing? Yeah, what <laughs> what are we doing? The people would want to know. You've been in a locker room. You're currently in a locker room. The people would want to know, has this ever happened? Have you ever even seen anything like this, Jay? Because I could say definitively, no, no. Well, no let's I, say I, you. I, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, gosh, I, I, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, that just it just opens up a whole other lot of questions. Well, I mean, if you are you doing it before practice? I mean, yeah. you do it before practice every day. Okay. Well, I mean, there's an argument to be made there, but I mean, what, what, what are we doing? I, I don't, I don't that, know. I, I have no idea. Oh, gosh, that, what that. And it's then, like, it's that baffling. You're speechless. I mean, for I, good reason, if that is in fact true again, reportedly, allegedly, um, and people are talking about it as if it is true smoking weed in a locker room before a game is like a just a psychotic move you're like what the hell are you talking about how is that even possible that's my question how is that even possible if you have that much confidence in yourself to be able to smoke in front of coaches on a college (laughs) campus before a football game um that's impressive i guess it's like the it's like the anchorman thing you know did you eat that whole roll of cheese I'm not even mad. I'm impressed because that is just crazy. <laughs> that's just crazy. Oh, that was a that was a great throw there. I, and honestly, maybe they feel they are kind of untouchable because of the money they got paid maybe. to come and to play there. Maybe Lane Kiffin with a great dig at Jimbo Fisher earlier this week. Um, he was talking about shit. I forget, and he said. Yeah, we got outbid by a It's kind of the theme over there, you know, digging at <laughs> some of the recruiting stuff. I picked that game. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But, man, the wheels are falling off. I am fascinated to follow this story because a still has a lot of tough games yeah. left, Jake. They still have to play Ole Miss this weekend, Florida, Auburn, and LSU. It could get ugly in college. Spe- speaking of Ole Miss, I'm watching that game at a restaurant and Ole Miss gets off to a hot start. I'm like, 17 oh. to three. Yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. This is in the bag. You know, eat an appetizer, eat a meal, get back up, go wash your hands, whatever. Just go check the game and look back. You're like, no way. Yeah. Way. How, 42 was- to three. They flipped it. They outscored him 42 to three after they were down 17 to three. They I mean, Jane Daniels looked like uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, there. he did. Uh, I mean, just running around, couldn't stop him. And and I saw him uh, on a couple of them. Ole Miss, they they fit it correctly. The squeeze, the scrape with the backer over the top to take the quarterback and all the zone read stuff. And the guy would just miss the tackle. And then Gone. he's one he, he's one on one with a safety, and the safety's not making a tackle with that much space. That is the hardest thing to do. All right, so hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a major league uh, baseball pitcher. Hit a 95 mile an hour fastball. Okay. Good luck. You're not okay. gonna do it. And then two tell me your second one, because I probably have a different second one. Go ahead. And the second one is to make an open field tackle in football. Okay. 
I, I would subscribe to that. I'd probably put something in there uh, in the world of golf. I mean, what golfers do is absolutely insane. But yeah. I would say on football, uh, front line kickoff return. Front line what? kickoff return. You're there, stand still. You literally turn around and sprint 40 yards the opposite direction. And find then your man. flip around, find your man, and you have to get <laughs> his way. It's such a disadvantage. It's absolutely crazy. Oftentimes, these guys are just getting blown up. Way but late. I would I would agree with you. Open field tackle against an elite athlete, it's crazy. And when you see guys do it well, that's when oh, yeah. you know they are elite football players. Like It's absolutely insane how they can utilize their athleticism to get somebody on the ground in, in the open field. So you know, I suck at baseball, no chance I could hit a 95 mile an hour fastball. If I were in the box against like a max free curveball, my knees would buckle. I'd fall to the ground. There's no way I could sit in there when the ball's starting at my forehead and then it ends at my ankles. That's just crazy. Watching baseball now as a, a former baseball player, not at an elite level or anything, but a little league baseball series. Player. I mean, obviously everybody <laughs> knows that, <laughs> but to watch at 90 miles an hour used to be the baseline. And now as a righty pitcher, if you don't throw 95, you you don't have a chance. In the and that's league. even like in high school too now, right? Aren't oh, kids gassing at that, like mid-90s that, in high school? The floor has been raised so much uh, from a velocity standpoint from pitchers. It is insane. So how does that happen? We're, get, we're getting way to the oh, I love it. The tangent how does that here. happen? Because – from a strength and conditioning standpoint, you know, when I used to train here in, in Johns Creek at Gata, we a lot of baseball players would come in just with how the off seasons work around. And, and obviously they specialize in certain ways. Pitchers would do other things. But when you're talking about generating that type of velocity as a high schooler, is oh, yeah. that just God-given ability? Or is that something you could really, really work on to go from, you know, a high 80s to a mid 90s? speed guy the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. I don't I don't want to go with the cop out here, but it is obviously a mixture of both. Of it is some God-given talent. But technique-wise, you can make one little tweak 
and all of a sudden, boom, you throw another one, and there's three mile an hour right there. Yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah, um, I would liken that to golf. I mean, look, you, you, you're hitting a 285, 290 with your driver, and you make one small move, and now you're carrying it 300. Man, that's a big difference. I get it. So uh, fascinating conversation. We could talk about it. Man, we could go on. <laughs> long. You know what else is fascinating? Prize picks. Um, and I've got the hashtag DB's freebie right here and it's going to cash this Ooh, weekend so let me just dive freebie. right into it brother all you have to do is download That's the price picks app use the promo code punt if you deposit up to a hundred dollars they will match it 100 there is no place better and the board is just chock full of opportunities but this weekend when you get into college football here's what you need to play this is a full stop winner all right tennessee's secondary is vulnerable Kentucky is coming off a bye week. I think Kentucky is going to put this game into what some people are calling the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. That's, of course, quarterback Will Levis. Right now, Will Levis, 250 and a half passing yards. Take the over, okay? They're going to have to throw the ball. If they get down, they will have to throw the ball. Will Mm. Levis over 250 and a half passing yards. Next, like a guy who we're all familiar with. Bo Nix, over 260 and a half passing yards. This guy is on an absolute tear. Look at his statistics since that Georgia game. He literally is going to be in the Heisman conversation if he keeps this up. That's awesome. thrown five touchdown passes in the last three games. They are lighting it up. They just blew out UCLA, who is top 10 and undefeated. Bo Nix is going to keep this thing going over – 260 and a half passing yards. And then Liam, our awesome intern, who's chopping this video up right now, go ahead and patch in that Stetson Bennett run against Auburn. He had a couple of weeks ago, set the jet over 13 and a half rushing yards. Now I know that sacks count against college quarterback rushing yards, but Stetson is going to use his wheels this weekend in Jacksonville. Take the over. 13 and a half rushing yards for Stetson Bennett. That's three. I would flex it to guarantee a winner. But if you're feeling bold, go with the power play, put these in and enjoy your Halloween weekend. This is it. Hashtag DB's freebie. Ready? Will Levis over 250 and a half passing yards. Bo Nix over 260 and a half passing yards. And Stet the Jets, Stetson Bennett over 13 and a half rushing yards. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. 100% deposit match up to your first $100. It's the best daily fantasy game in the world. Shout out Prize Picks. All right, let's talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Jake, you are very well versed in this rivalry. You had a lot of success in this rivalry. Um, Georgia, right now, uh, a huge favorite. I mean, we're not going to get into the lines with you. I'll give you my picks later on. Georgia's a 22.5-point favorite. This is insane. Florida's defense is suspect. They're giving up 436 yards per game. Um, I think the D-line for the Gators is probably the biggest X factor. If they're disruptive, shut down yeah. the game after Stetson, things could get a little hairy. But both coming off a bye week, neutral site in Jacksonville, top to bottom, Jake, Georgia is way better here. Dude, I completely agree. I'm trying to look up a stat here because I was sitting in between our breaks for meetings. And I believe it was a, a PFF stat, but it was on Anthony Richardson. Yes. And it says when he's uh, on a play action, some kind of fake, he is 
number two, I believe, in the country on efficiency and his rating. But when he's just normal drop back with no play action fake, he is the worst, has the oh, worst rating. Oh, my goodness. And that's uh, something to think about. And just depending on scheme going into the game, uh, I, I think that Florida's best chance, like you mentioned, would be the defensive line to disrupt a little bit uh, going into it. Uh, but, man, Kirby coming out of bye weeks is uh, really good. Um, we had a lot of success, and uh, I just – I mean, it's just going to be tough to compete with the dogs. The only thing is just mentally being focused going into this one, yeah. knowing what you have coming up next week. Um, but I, I think nobody does a better job of honing in the focus and leading uh, these young guys going into the game better than Kirby does. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on on how Kirby navigates the bye week. Um, and, and I love what you said, the focus. You know, you don't have to have any added attention for Florida week. You and I both know that I think most yeah. fans would, would feel good uh, hearing us say that. But if you don't take care of business this week, the next week essentially doesn't matter. Right? So like it's so like that's the whole point of the urgency of taking care of business. Now we're going to yeah. talk about the Tennessee Kentucky game in just a second, but it's the same thing there. People are like, is Tennessee in a look ahead spot to that? I go, is it even a look ahead spot? If everybody is saying, Hey, this might be a look ahead spot. It's like, no, yeah. both of these teams need to take care of business. Going back to the bye week though. I thought last week Kirby had a lot of really good quotes in the media, Jake. He was essentially saying the bye week was huge for Georgia a year ago when they did win the national championship. Yeah. Hey, what did we do well the first seven weeks? What did we do bad? How can we get healthier? How can we address those things and implement them into the next seven weeks? Because if things go as planned, Jake, this football team is not going to have a break until mid-January. Yeah, uh, the bye week is huge, uh, especially – Obviously, you know it for the players, uh, their bodies, getting healthy. Um, but you really get to see what your coaching staff's made of when they go in and they assess themselves self-scout-wise, yeah. charting everything up. Hey, and, and they go back through and they basically are charting everything out of what, what have we practiced? What do we have the most reps? What, we have in, what plays have we invested in a lot uh, that we know we can go out and rep? And a lot of times there's a bunch of plays we run in practice that for some reason just haven't got called in the game. And we're like, dude, this has got to get called. This gets put on the call sheet no matter what. And so you start kind of adding all these things up and uh, then you start figuring out, well, we've, we've called this play a ton. And so now what we're going to do is make it look like we're going to do that same formation, maybe same motion, same guys out there. And we run a, 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 a differentiation off of it. Um, and instead of a corner route, now we run a corner post and, and all those different things. So uh, coaches can really get creative during the bye week. That's fun playing chess, not checkers. Uh, and we'll definitely see some good, really good schemed up stuff coming out uh, in this game. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's I think that's really good insight. Um, Billy Napier's maiden voyage in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Him and Kirby are familiar with one another, yep. having coached on Nick Saban's staffs at Alabama. What do you think his thought process is heading into this game? I mean, he can't be too confident. Florida's defense, man, they got lit up by LSU a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Tennessee hung 38, almost 40 points on him as well. So Georgia has to be licking their chops, and Billy Napier's kind of be going, how do we limit the damage here? Yeah, you said limit the damage on defense, and for him, it's just going to be schematically protecting Anthony Richardson um, and putting him in good situations, good, quick decisions. Hey, ball here, ball there, 
and Rod. I'm sure there's going to be some really good quarterback run packages, basically an all hands on deck to win this football game because that that's what a team in that situation like Florida's in. They want nothing more than to just ruin the season. Absolutely. Out of somebody like Georgia and especially it being Georgia and just staining their season. That That's what they want. They're going to be fired up about it. I promise you. Here's what I would do if I was Billy Napier. Uh, turn on the Mizzou tape. Look at how disruptive Missouri's defensive line was. Absolutely. I mean, they were blitzing seven. We got, we they were whipped. rushing the shit out of Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Uh, they were all hands on deck to shut down the run game. And Georgia yeah. got hit in the face in that game. And it yep. came to a point where the offensive play calling was like, oh, my God, what do we do? Like, how do we kind of adjust out of this? Yeah. Georgia will be more prepared for that going in. Um, I don't see any way. Florida wins this game unless it's an absolute catastrophe by Georgia. Three turnovers, maybe a special teams gaffe. Um, Florida hits a bunch of explosive plays. I think things would have to absolutely fall off the wheels because Georgia's really turned back into a sound football team. You know, they set the bar at perfection the first three weeks. There was a little bit of regression, which is understandable, but they're back on track. They're getting healthier. You hope A.D. Mitchell can play. Doesn't sound like Jalen Carter's going to play. Smile Munden's back. Uh, Unfortunate news about Dan Jackson being out for the rest of the season. But you got to put it all on the line in Jacksonville, and that's what these teams do. Jake, you know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. There is simply no worse feeling. I don't know if you felt this. I certainly did. Then when you have to stay through all four quarters and you're getting your ass kicked in this game and Georgia's fans leave and Florida's (laughs) fans stay – on the other side, there is no say, better feeling. I, I was going to say, on the contrary, there is the no better feeling, feeling. Is getting all is the orange and blue the, out? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Is when half stay. the stadium is yes. red and there's nothing on the other side. That is great. That's a great. It's the best. It's the yeah. best. Um, we got to experience that as well. You did many times. You guys used to just beat the shit out of Florida. That they was awesome. It was fun they to watch. Stand a chance. Yeah. They did not stand a chance. And so. and and going back to it. There's a lot of guys on this football team who lost to Florida two yeah. years ago uh, in 2020. So they they know how that feels. They don't want to feel it again. And I promise you, they're going to come out swinging. Were you on that team? Was that no? That was 2020. No, that was your rookie year. So uh, I do remember that game though. Kyle Trask, I think he was caught on camera saying we're going to score 100, and they could have if they wanted to. It was ugly. Kyle Pitts even yeah. got knocked out of that game. That was wild. Yeah, yeah that was ugly for Hate sure. Hate to say it, but. Uh, for the the one time in their coach in his coaching career, Dan Mullen dialed up Kirby. Yeah, yeah, and that was you know I'll give Dan Mullen all the credit in the world for that game, but they were a really good football team that yeah. year. Pitts, Trask, Kadarius Tony, uh, they had some good linemen there as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, yeah, KT, uh, Kadarius Tony. First off, yeah, that dude's a baller. Now, yeah. Doesn't really like maybe like football. I don't know, but yeah. is a, is a he likes is rap a music though, right? He's he like, does. Yeah, he does. Spider or whatever the hell his name is. That's fine. <laughs> you guys go find him on Spotify or whatever. But yeah. uh, I think Georgia wins. I think Georgia wins handily. I just think Florida doesn't match up well. I mean, if, no. if I want to put it nicely, so yeah, yeah, go dogs. It. Yeah, go dogs. I think so as well. Uh, I'm gonna lay the twenty-two and a half there. I will get to Do my it. picks in just a second. Uh, let's talk about this Kentucky Tennessee game. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Tennessee at home. It's a night game. They're busting out the black helmets and the black jerseys. Could this be the hangover game that people were expecting a week ago, even though they played an FCS team still 
just yeah, on a high after yeah. that Alabama victory, which was awesome. And of course, looking ahead to next week, they got to hit the road and take on Georgia. A really interesting spot here for Tennessee. And this is a big rivalry for these two teams, yeah. more importantly to Kentucky. Yeah, I uh, I think we'll find out a lot about the maturity of their football team if they can say, hey, we, we know there's a big one coming next week, but it doesn't mean anything unless we take care of business this week. Same situation with Georgia. Going to find out a lot about these teams uh, and the maturity of them. But, um, yeah, I, I will, will Levis have a good game going into this game? I mean, he uh, has to. He has, has to. to. He has yeah. to show up uh, if he wants to be the number one overall pick and – all these good stuff. They're going to, I promise you, these guys are going to turn on the tape and see how he plays in this game, this game. And then the Georgia game. Absolutely. Uh, Cause they're, they're big time football games. And how, how are you going to show up? Yeah. They're not going to turn on the tape when he's playing UNC Wilmington yeah. with all due respect or, or whoever, um, as a quarterback, as a leader of the team, when you're putting these spots of like, we got to stay focused. We can't look ahead. Are you essentially just making sure that people are paying attention when coach is speaking or what are you saying to get that message across? Hey guys, let's lock in. Let's take practice seriously. You know, what is the thought process as a quarterback team leader to kind of combat the look ahead spot? For me, it was always not, not always, but for me, the main focus was practice. And Hey, if we went out and practice, well, man, I feel like I did my job, make sure everybody's, has the same sense of urgency that I did, uh, getting things, being efficient, being effective, completing balls. Um, it's all about practice, and it all starts with me. Every The offense runs through the quarterback. It just it is what it is. Um, and so for me, I always put extra pressure on myself, make sure I, I went out and I was balling at practice. Because if I wasn't balling at practice, then the receivers can't catch the footballs. The DBs don't get a good look. Um, so, man, for me, it was always, hey, I got to go out. I got to ball at practice. <laughs> Practice translates. I mean, that's an absolute fact. And, and yeah. when you hear coaches after big victories, one of the first things they usually say is, man, we had a great week of practice. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Kentucky's coming off a bye week here. Okay, let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Tennessee has been on this all-time high. Yes, the game is in Neyland. Yes, it's at night. Georgia's only had 16 night games since 2005. Ten- Tennessee has that. another home yeah. game? Yeah, I feel like they've been at home every game this year too. LSU. Florida, now this game against Kentucky, it's pretty impressive. I mean, they've been at home a lot. Of course, huge that Georgia gets them at home next week. Yeah. Break that down when the time comes. But Jordan Rogers on SEC Network, when Kentucky shut down Mississippi State, said, watch out for this Kentucky defense. They will have an extra week to prepare. They will have an extra week to break down film. Can Mark Stoops and this defensive staff scheme up something to limit the effectiveness of Tennessee's offensive scheme, albeit Mississippi State scheme is way more different than Tennessee's. I liken the Mike Leach air raid attack. I would say it's like the triple option through the air. You know what you're going to get. You know the play calls. You just can't mess up. Tennessee is way different. I think this game's just a little bit closer, and it might be a backdoor cover. Tennessee's going to win. I think Kentucky shows up physical, maybe gets after Hendon Hooker a little bit. They're not going to let Jalen Hyatt just go absolutely crazy like he has been. So I'll take the 12 and a half points here. Again, it might be a late score that makes the uh, final score seem a little bit closer than it is. 
But I think from a pride perspective, Jake, and I do not give Kentucky a lot of love on this show. No, you don't. They have to show up because they already have two conference losses. They had a ton of expectations heading into the season. This is like a season saver for them. Give me the 12 and a half. I might really regret that. Tennessee could absolutely blow them out because they're on fire right now. Uh, But this is a big-time rivalry game, so I'll take the points, and we'll see what happens there. Tennessee, Um, seven home games this year. Seven home games? Ball State, Akron, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee Martin, Kentucky, Missouri. Yep, seven. And then their last four games, three of them are on the road. So it kind of evens out there towards the end, but seven. It's a lot. That is a lot. Um, good for Tennessee. Mm. Has good timing. Good great timing. To, I mean, great timing for them. And, for sure. and Knoxville, and hey, it's a great time to be winning. And you got a lot of home games. Maybe oh, that's to a it. fact. That is a fact. All right, let me give you my next three picks, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, so cool. to recap, I'm on Georgia minus 22 and a half. I am on Kentucky plus 12 and a half. Ohio State's playing Penn State at noon. Look, Ohio State's on a roll right now. Penn State absolutely screwed me a couple weeks ago against Michigan with just an absolute flop on the road in the big house. I'm going to lay the 15 and a half here with Ohio State. This game's at noon. This should be the night game. It should be the whiteout like it usually is in Happy Valley. It's not. That's going to come back to bite Penn State in the ass. Lay the 15 and a half with Ohio State. That's a big number, but I'm knocking it down. C.J. Stroud, Marvin Harrison uh, Jr., I think Jackson Smith and Jig is back this week. They got a lot of weapons. Ohio State's kind of finding their stride. Arkansas is taking on Auburn. Arkansas, with their schedule set up, it's fascinating, Jake, because they get off to these great starts. Yeah. They get the meat of their schedule pretty early. They take a couple of L's. They get yeah. a bye week. Then they can regroup. They had a great win against BYU last week. I think mm-hmm. they go on the road and take care of business against Auburn. Mm. So I'm going to lay the three and a half there, a big win for Sam Pittman. And then my last game, Ole Miss at a I looked at what the Lane Kiffin quote was. DJ Durkin, their former defensive coordinator, is now at a and Lane Kiffin said, yeah, we got outbid. That seems to be the trend with Texas A&M. So a little dig. Kiffin's a genius at that stuff. They got smoked last week by mm-hmm. LSU. I think they right the ship. Short number here, laying one and a half at Kyle Field. I'll go with Ole Miss. I think there's yeah. big-time trouble, Texas A&M. So to recap, Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Auburn minus three and a half. Georgia minus 22 and a half. Kentucky plus 12 and a half and Ole Miss minus one and a half. I'm on a lot of favorites this week. So hopefully that means I can enjoy my Halloween treats. That will be a blast, man. Thank you so much for jumping on, dude. Hope I didn't waste too much of your time. No, man. It's a blast to be back. It's pretty fun. Going to take me a shower, look over some installs for tomorrow. Love it. And, uh, Get the body and mind right to go tomorrow. You uh, emergency holder. You've been working with long snapper. <laughs> you've been checking in on the special teams guys. What are you get? What are you doing over there? Hey, that's a that's a secret secret way to get dressed out now. That's right. Now the more you can do, you know hey, the drill. Absolutely. I yeah, uh, already do. already told the long snapper I'm gonna get some uh, some coaching pointers. So when my quarterback career is over, try to hang hang in there and be a long snapper. I love it. I love it. Go Commanders. Follow Jake on social media at From Jake. Follow us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. 
puntandpass.com and download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. I gave you the hashtag DB's freebie. I just put it in. If you're looking at YouTube, you can see I put it in. You see what I put on there? $100. Nice. I'm feeling really good about it. $100 to win $500 right here on Prize Picks. It's Bo Nix over 260 and a half passing yards. Will Levis over 250 and a half passing yards. Instead, the Jets, that's invented over 13 and a half rushing yards. Put that in right now, people. You can flex it if you want. I went power play. Use the promo code PUNT, 100% deposit match up to $100. You can even 10X your money. Payouts are instant. Prize picks is the best. Download the app. Jake, thanks so much, man. Anything on the way out? Boom. No, I got nothing, brother. You nailed awesome, it. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, have a great weekend. Go Commanders, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.